Greetings once again friends and neighbours, welcome back to Bell to Bell. Uh, this week of course is the go home week for Survivor Series as well as NXT TakeOver War Games. So let's just get straight into it, which starts of course with Monday Night Raw. Opened with Stephanie McMahon, once again she brings out Kurt Angle, just sort of runs him down again, same stuff we've seen the past few weeks. Asked him how the New Day got into the building last week, Kurt doesn't know. Uh, she questions his decision to put Jason Jordan on Team Raw as the fifth member when John Cena was a free agent, which means that for him to have gone to SmackDown either means that he just preferred SmackDown, was embarrassed by how Raw had handled being invaded, or that Kurt Angle had specifically passed over John Cena for Jason Jordan. Uh, so it looks like it's all building up to Stephanie actually about to fire Kurt, or Kurt Angle as general manager, or at least as team captain, when The Shield comes out. Uh, Dean insists that Kurt Angle still has it, and that he is the man to lead Raw to victory, and that The Shield themselves, they want the New Day at Survivor Series. I believe later on in the night they confirm that that match has been officially announced. New Day versus Shield for Survivor Series. First match of the night is Mickey James and versus Bailey versus Dana Brooke. This is the qualifier for the final spot on the Raw Women's Team triple threat match. Uh, all the other members of the Raw Women's Team are at ringside during this match. Uh, there's a point where Dana Brooke gets sort of knocked out of the ring. Asuka goes over seemingly just to check on her, and sort of Dana gets in her face sort of yells at her for whatever reason, Asuka then chases uh, Dana Brooke and ultimately takes her out with a kick, I believe, if I remember rightly. Uh, this leaves it open for Bailey to hit the Billy to Belly on Mickey James to win, and she joins Team Raw as its fifth and final member. After that we get uh, Drew Gulak and Enzo Amore versus Akira Tozawa and Kalisto. Uh, fun match this, Enzo ultimately picked up the win with the Jodonzo to Tozawa for the win. After that we see the Raw men's team backstage, uh, Kurt Angle's just sort of trying to fire them up, he says that Finn and Joe need to work on being a more cohesive unit together so they'll be taking on Gallows and Anderson later on tonight. Uh, Jason Jordan, he really needs to prove himself so he'll be facing Bray Wyatt. Um, he's about to tell Braun who he's facing, Braun says he wants Kane, so uh, Kurt agrees and he has Kane for the main event. Up next we have Miz TV. Uh, before he brings out his guests, uh, Miz just sort of takes a few more shots at Baron Corbin, says he squanders opportunities. But Miz doesn't. Uh, his guests tonight, however, are Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, they say that last week they didn't care about uh, Raw versus SmackDown, they just cared about winning the titles. But that Survivor Series, they will prove they are the A Team Show's champions. And that tonight, them, along with the Miz, are going to break the shield. Up next, we get uh, Bray Wyatt versus Jason Jordan. Uh, Jordan gets a sort of quick, sneaky roll up on Bray, but appears to have hurt his leg during the match. Uh, Bray then actually continues to work the leg post-match uh, to rapturous applause and chance of thank you, Bray. Uh, after the break, we see Jason Jordan's backstage with Kurt. Uh, Kurt's sort of implying that maybe Jordan not, will not be able to go at Survivor Series. Jason Jordan sort of begs him to keep him on the team. And we'll get more of that later on. Up next, we get Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. They are out to sort of address AJ Styles versus the match against AJ Styles at the Survivor Series. Uh, Heyman says there's five main selling points for Survivor Series. One is that Brock versus AJ is a first time WWE Champion versus Universal Champion match and possibly the, f the only time they'll ever see Brock versus AJ Styles. Point number two is just that Heyman wants to see it. Point three is that AJ Styles is the single most talented superstar of this generation and he is the ultimate opponent for Brock Lesnar. Point number four is that this is like a Rocky movie come to life. But the point F5 is that this isn't a Rocky movie and that AJ can't survive against Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. After that we get The Miz, Sheamus and Cesaro versus The Shield. Another really good match this. The Shield ultimately picking up the win here. After that we get a Kane promo just saying that he's going to beat Strowman in the main event. After that we get Kurt Angle. He's out in the ring. He says he has a tough decision to make. 
tonight. Uh, Jason Jordan was injured during his match with Bray Wyatt, and that he cannot compete at Survivor Series, and that he is here to name a replacement. Uh, Jason Jordan comes out, he sort of limps out, he's begging Kurt not to do this, to keep him on the team. Uh, Stephanie McMahon then comes out and yells at Kurt to make the announcement. Uh, Kurt sort of hums and has, sort of stalls for a bit more. Then Triple H's music hits, he comes out before Kurt can say anything. Triple H announces that he's the fifth member, and then turns around and pedigrees Jason Jordan, leaving Kurt just sort of looking stunned and shocked and mortified. That's fucking great, Triple H is great. Uh, I mean, it really just ups the star power for Survivor Series. I think most people sort of figured something like this would happen, maybe not specifically Triple H, but I think most people didn't see Jason Jordan actually making the Survivor Series team. Could potentially see him at the very least take Kurt out of the match, but that remains to be seen. Uh, all throughout this, Jason Jordan did a really good job sort of selling the, the injury as well as just the sort of emotion of possibly and then eventually losing his spot on the Survivor Series team. And yeah, I would say this will probably lead to a heel turn, if not at Survivor Series, then at some point after, and that should be good for him. After that, we get Finn Balor and Samoa Joe versus Gallows and Anderson. Uh, another really good match this. Uh, Joe and Balor pick up the win with Finn hitting the coup de grace to Anderson. After that we get an Alexa Bliss interview, she's asked about uh, Natalia versus Charlotte for the women's title on SmackDown, she says it doesn't matter who it is that wins, she is the one and only goddess in WWE. On to the main event, which is Kane versus Braun Strowman, a uh, decent enough match comes to an end when Braun power slams Kane through the ring. The bell never goes or anything like that, but it's sort of, I guess, presumed that the match is some sort of no contest, and that's actually where it ends, just with the hole in the ring. Uh, we see it on the WWE YouTube channel later, we see Braun emerge and do his big roar, because that's always great to see. But yeah, another good show, good go-home segment for Survivor Series, really sort of sold, sold the men's team especially as a good strong force, with the addition of Triple H especially. So we'll move on to SmackDown Live now, which opened with uh, Shane sort of in the locker room making a big speech, sort of trying to rally everyone up, it was cheesy as hell, but it, it worked, it was fun. After that we get uh, Daniel Bryan out, he says he doesn't stay down in the same way that uh, SmackDown Live won't stay down in Survivor Series, he says Raw's afraid and they were embarrassed that SmackDown is the better show. He then brings out AJ Styles and offers to be for one night only his advocate, so he does human sort of shtick but this time about AJ Styles, it was really good stuff. He says that uh, when things get tough Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar quits, he quit WWE, he quit UFC and he will quit against AJ Styles, that AJ will push Brock until he has to quit and that while Heyman said there were five reasons to watch Survivor Series Daniel Bryan only has one and it's to see Brock Lesnar conquered by the best in-ring performer of this generation it was a really good promo it's probably the most fired up sort of Daniel Bryan's been on a promo maybe since the his talking smack stuff of The Miz uh, AJ then just sort of caps it off by saying he will find a way to beat Brock and that Smackdown Live is the A show and it's the house that AJ Styles built after the break, uh, Jinder confronts AJ Styles backstage. He says that after Brock is finished with AJ, he will take his championship back. And that's the last we see of Jinder tonight. After that, we get Sin Cara versus Baron Corbin for the US title. Uh, really good match. I actually quite liked it. Uh, Corbin ultimately retained with the end of day, so he will be going on to Survivor Series to face The Miz. After that, we get uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon backstage. Uh, Bryan says that he needs to talk to Shane after Survivor Series about cohesion, that he's still unhappy about Shane laying siege to Raw without consulting Daniel Bryan and how that directly led to him getting chokeslammed by Kane. And yeah, it seems there's some tension there. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. After that, we have Charlotte versus Natalia. This is for the Women's Championship. Uh, Charlotte ultimately wins with the figure eight and she is the new champion. 
uh, nice moment winning the title in her hometown. This was, of course, uh, SmackDown taking place in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we get a post-match interview with Charlotte. She says the title is all she wanted and that at Survivor Series, the goddess will bow to the queen. Uh, she says that she won this match for her dad. She says that he can't be here tonight, but uh, then as she's making her way up the ramp, Ric Flair's music hits and he comes out. There's more tears, there's hugging, there's strutting. It was a really nice moment and yeah, it was great. After that, we get a Bludgeon Brothers uh, video package and we find out they will be debuting next week. Or re-debuting. Get the picture. After that, we get uh, Chad Gable versus Jimmy Uso. Uh, good, really good match. This uh, Jimmy Uso ultimately picking up the win with the super kick. So it seems that uh, Jay Uso is fine. I guess he's cleared to compete. There's no changes being made to the tag title match or the tag champion versus champion match for Survivor Series. So, but then maybe just keeping them. It was Jay, Jay Uso got hurt, so maybe just kept him off SmackDown as far as any serious physical competition this week, just to sort of keep him rested. I guess. After that we get Sammy, Zayn and Kevin Owens backstage, they're still not happy about being left off Survivor Series, but that ultimately the Sammy and Kevin, or Kevin and Sammy show, is the only one that matters. Which leads us into our main event, which is the New Day versus Sammy, Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, before the match we get a promo from the New Day saying they have more title reigns in the Shield, that it's hounds versus unicorns, that uh, why anyone would want to be a, a dog, they beat their own crap, basically. Uh, it says that the New Day 100% trust each other, whereas the Shield are, are in it just for their own personal gains and sort of come WrestleMania season they'll turn on each other for sort of singles opportunities basically, whereas New Day are a single unit and that they will survive. Uh, so competing in this match is Xavier Woods and Big E. Uh, decent enough match, uh, comes to the end when the Shield come out, they come down through the crowd. At first Sammy and Kevin are sort of standing side by side with uh, the New Day and then as the Shield sort of encircle the ring Sammy and Kevin Bale uh, so the Shield jumps the New Day and then the Usos come out to make the save that brings out Sheamus and Cesaro we then cut to backstage we see the Raw women's team they attack the Smackdown women's locker room then we see that the rest of the Raw locker room has joined in at ringside they're just laying siege to everyone then the Shane brings out the Smackdown locker room we then see Kurt Angle, he's at the top of the ramp, he brings out Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman just lays waste to most of the SmackDown roster. Uh, we then see that uh, Kurt Angle is in the ring with Shane, the Shield start holding him up, he says if you thought this was bad just wait until Sunday. He then takes a Shield Powerbomb, an Angle Slam and another Shield Powerbomb to close out SmackDown Live. Again really good go home segment for Survivor Series, really sold the Team Warfare aspect of it and really looking forward to that show. Moving on to 205 Live, we get a sort of pre-taped uh, promo from Kalisto talking about how excited he is for his birthday and tonight he's going to beat up Drew Gulag and then at Survivor Series he will become Cruiserweight Champion once again. We then see Drew Gulag and Enzo backstage, they have a big cake prepared for Enzo because of course it's a birthday in WWE there has to be a giant cake. After that we get uh, first match of the night, uh, Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher versus Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander in a Tornado tag team match. Really really good match this, it went about 15 minutes I think. Uh, ultimately ending with Cedric Alexander hitting the lumbar check to Brian Kendrick to pick up the win for his team. After that we got a really good uh, Aria Davari versus Mustafa Ali match. They both had really good funny promos before the match as well. Uh, Ali ultimately picked up the win here with the 0-5-4. Main event is Drew Gulak versus Kalisto. Uh, again, we've got a decent promo from uh, Enzo Amore and Drew Gulak before the match. 
Uh, another really good match this, Cleese ultimately picking up the win with the Salida del Sol and then immediately getting attacked by Enzo and Gulak, he manages to fight back enough, uh, sort of focuses on Gulak, Enzo Mori sort of flies backstage, Kalisto uh, takes out Drew Gulak first and then gives chase to Enzo, uh, we then see Enzo backstage with the birthday cake, even though it was at ringside, but they had two cakes I guess, uh, sort of Enzo takes a bit of the cake for himself and then Kalisto appears and shelves Enzo into the cake, because just has to be what happens. So we move on to NXT which opened with the Street Profits versus Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli. Uh, fun enough tag team match this, ultimately Angelo Dawkins picked up the win with like, I think they just punched Riddick Moss actually. Didn't do this sort of spine buster frog splash combo that they usually do but yeah I think he just punched him to pick up the win. After that we got a really cool video package for Velveteen Dream versus Aleister Black, obviously taking place this Saturday at TakeOver. We then got Lars Sullivan versus Raul Mendoza. Decent enough, just slightly above a squash match, I guess. Uh, Lars Sullivan obviously picking up the win. He then sort of picks up Raul Mendoza, but before he can do anything to him, Cassiusona comes out and sort of they square off for a bit. And then Lars Sullivan just bursts out laughing, sort of laughs at Cassiusono and walks away. After that, we get William Regal and Johnny Gargano backstage in Regal's office. Uh, Gargano says he knows things haven't been quite going his way, but he can get back on track. Regal says that, yes, I, I know you can get to where you need to get to as a singles competitor. And that as part of that, uh, he just got he got a call from Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne's opened an open challenge to anyone on the NXT roster for next week. And that he thinks Johnny Gargano is the man to accept that challenge. And Gargano then accepts. So next week, although technically it'll take place on Saturday before TakeOver, but we'll see it on next week's NXT, we'll be getting Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunne for the UK Championship, which should be good. After that, we get another video package, this time for the War Games match itself. Excellent piece of video really selling the animosity between the three teams as well as still sort of playing to the idea that Roderick Strong might be still toying with the idea of joining the Undisputed Era we'll have to wait and see next match is Mercedes Martinez versus Ember Moon this match of course stemming from an interview Martinez gave a few weeks ago in NXT where she said that uh, basically Ember Moon can't win the big one and definitely won't be winning the NXT Women's Championship at TakeOver uh, really good match this, Ember ultimately picked up the, the win with the Eclipse. After the match, the other three participants in that Fatal 4-Way all come out and just sort of stare at each other from different parts of the arena. As you do. So that was actually the main event match. The final segment is uh, just the Drew, McIntyre and Dorade seeing Almas face to face. Uh, Drew comes out first, says that Almas, or more accurately Zelina Vega's plan worked, that they've got their championship opportunity, but that now they are in trouble. He says that all he wants from Almas is to finally actually come out and face Drew like a man. So then Zelina Vega and Almas come out and immediately just Almas and Drew start going at each other in the ring. Uh, Drew sort of knocks and Almas down. Vega dives big crossbody off the top rope on the Drew. Drew sort of catches her, puts her down, he's sort of talking to her, yelling at her. And while he's distracted by Vega, Almas hits a sort of big chop block to his leg starts working the leg for a bit, commentary has really put over the idea that he's sort of taking the Claymore out of McIntyre's arsenal for this Sunday, or Saturday, and then puts, ultimately puts Drew down with the Hammerlock DDT, and holds the NXT title aloft. So that was it for all the recapery, again like I said, really, really good week, really good go-home segments for Survivor Series on Raw, Smackdown, not so much NXT, or not so much 205 Live and NXT. So that just leaves us to go into the predictions. So we shall start with NXT TakeOver War Games, which is this Saturday. 
so first of all we have Cassius Ono versus Lars Sullivan. Uh, ono at this point I think is potentially maybe winding down his career, maybe transitioning into more of a sort of player coach role in NXT in the Performance Centre. And I think the real focus of this is to build Lars Sullivan as a monster. So I think Lars Sullivan's going to pick up a convincing win over Cass. No, I no, yeah, over Cassius Ono. And because I don't think he's lost a singles match yet. Obviously, had all those tag team losses where he wasn't pinned back when Eric first debuted. But I think yeah, I think the main goal here is to build Lars Sullivan. So I expect him to win. We also have Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. Really hard to call this one just because the story's been so weird. But uh, when it comes to a pure sort of coin toss like this, I'm going to go with Alistair Black just because he has the undefeated streak and they have kind of been playing to that as a thing. So I expect him to continue his winning ways, but not without the Velveteen Dream certainly leaving some sort of lasting impression. After that, we have the Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Women's Championship. Ember Moon versus Kyrie Sane versus Peyton Royce versus Nikki Cross. Uh, uh, it's a tough call. I don't think Peyton Royce is picking it up. I just don't see it at this point for her. Maybe somewhere down the line. And I think they're maybe going to continue the story of Ember Moon not quite being able to pick up the weight big one. And I think her ultimately her getting the NXT Women's title is probably going to come in a big singles match. So it leaves it down to Nikki Cross and Kyrie Sane. And I'm just going to go with Kyrie Sane here. I don't really have any strong reasoning to pick her over Nikki Cross, just she has the momentum coming in from winning the Mae Young Classic. Seems like a logical choice to me. Then we have Drew McIntyre versus Andrade Cien Almas for the NXT Championship. Uh, obviously Almas was standing tall on the final segment of NXT before TakeOver, so reverse momentum isn't on his side. And also this is first, well Drew's second defence, but his first TakeOver defence, so I don't see him dropping the belt just yet, unless they are just going to sort of rush him up to Maine, which is entirely possible. But yeah, I'm going to say Drew to retain. And then finally, I'm assuming this will be the main event, is the War Games match with the Offers of Pain and Roderick Strong versus Sanity versus the Undisputed Era. Again, this is the Undisputed Era's first takeover match. It's sort of first, I think, no, they've had a couple of six-man matches, I think. But yeah, this is sort of their first big proper test. I expect them to pick up the win here regardless of whether or not Roderick Strong ultimately joins them. We could possibly see Donovan Dijak make his debut and make his, impre- make, a, make his presence felt by giving the assist to the Undisputed Era, but yeah, I expect that team to pick up the win. Brings us to Survivor Series. Uh, starting with the kickoff show, we have Enzo Amore versus Kalisto for the Cruiserweight Championship. At this point, I don't see any reason for Kalisto to pick the title back up. I think they're really focused on Enzo as the face of 205 Live even though he's a heel especially with Hideo Itami and potentially Rockstar Spud making their way to 205 Live I know Hideo Itami when we last saw him was a heel but I could see him maybe reverting back to a baby face for 205 Live be a good challenger and a really good champion for 205 Live so yeah I'm expecting Enzo to retain then we have the United States Champion versus Intercontinental Champion match Miz versus Baron Corbin uh, most of these matches, there's not really any sound logic or reasoning behind them, but I'm going to say that Baron Corbin picks up the win for Team SmackDown. Uh, Bar versus Uso, Sheamus and Cesaro versus the Usos, Tag Champion versus Tag Champion. Again, I'm going to go with SmackDown on this one and say the Usos will pick up the win here. Uh, then we have Charlotte versus Natalia. No, Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss, even. Excuse me. Uh, Women's Champion versus Women's Champion. Once again, I'm going to side with SmackDown on this one and say Charlotte picks up the win there. Then we have The Shield versus The New Day and 
just because I see SmackDown winning overall, I'm going to say the New Day picks up the win in that match. We then have the men's team match with Team Raw, Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Triple H, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor versus the Team SmackDown, Shane McMahon, John Cena, Bobby Roode, Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. Just because of how dominant Braun's been built, I'm going to say that Team Raw picks up the win here. Also feeds into how my sort of overall win-loss record goes, so I'm going to say Team Raw picks up the win there. We then have the Raw women's team, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Asuka, Bailey, and Sasha Banks versus Team SmackDown, Becky Lynch, Naomi, Carmella, Tamina, and as yet to be decided. I assumed when Natalia lost the championship, she would immediately take Charlotte's place in Team SmackDown, but so far I haven't seen any confirmation of that, and there's also been rumours of Paige making her return, so maybe she'll fill in that spot, and even with that, I'm going to say Team Raw picks up the win. They've really established Nia Jax as a dominant monster heel, and Asuka's Asuka, so I don't see Team SmackDown getting past those two. And for that reason, I'm going to go with Team Raw there. Then have the main event, Brock Lesnar, WWE Universal Champion versus AJ Styles, WWE Champion. And again, I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar to pick up the win here, which puts the overall totals at four for Team SmackDown to three for Team Raw, but overall picking up sort of the big match wins, if you will, the two team matches and the Universal versus WWE Championship match. So the Team SmackDown technically wins overall, but Raw gets the ones that really matter, for lack of a better term. So that'll do it for this week. Uh, what do you think is going to happen at both TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series? Let me know. You can leave a comment on the YouTube video if that's where you're listening. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at BellToBellPod. There's also the Bell to Bell Pro Wrestling pa- Pro Wrestling Podcast Facebook page. Uh, I don't, as I, I always say, I still haven't really taken a proper poke around SoundCloud, but I don't think it has any sort of comment system. But again, if you're listening there, there is a like button and you can share it as well. Again, if you're on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Gets more people listening, which is always nice to have. Uh, so once again, this has been Bell to Bell. I've been Gareth. You've been yourselves. Catch you all next week. See you. Goodbye. Take care.